next on BYU Sports Nation, the Maui magic that almost was. BYU basketball puts up 87 on 15th-ranked San Diego State and loses. Five things we learned about BYU basketball after last night's double overtime thriller in Hawaii. Blaine Fowler joins us live. NBA Emeritus and BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins live from Hawaii, plus 2,000 reasons to love Mr. Hawes. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Another terrific Tuesday. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. November 25th, two days away from Thanksgiving. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Pac-12 basketball referee evaluator, Jerem Jordan. I think they're doing great, and they have been for a long time, said no one. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. Like, wait, what? Huh? And everybody turns off the You're show like, wait, now. Wait, what? What are you talking what? about? What? WT, what? Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. BYU and San Diego State, let's, let's face it. They need to play every year. Yeah, that was a great game. I know BYU lost, but it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And uh, BYU put up a good fight. Unfortunately, didn't win. But I liked what I saw to this team. We'll break it down in a minute what we learned from BYU. But it was fun, man. BYU played a good game. They played a good game. They need to play every year. They should just do it. How fantastic it's, it are is a rivalries. Yes, yeah, how fantastic are the rivalry matchups. That brings up a question. Do you miss the old Mountain West Conference rivalries no. more than you enjoy the new ones in the West Coast Conference? Yes, yes. but only select teams. UNLV, San Diego State. Playing in the pit in New Mexico. Yes, yeah. those three. I miss those three more than I like Gonzaga-St. Mary's. Gonzaga's a great game to play. Yeah. They're, they're ranked every time BYU plays them. It feels like St. Mary's has faded a little bit, but there's some angst there. The yeah. Dell of a Dagger plays into yeah. the history. Like You have rivalry sort of moments, right? It's, it's fun. It, it's not the same with the others. LMU, St. Mary's. Or, sorry, LMU, Pacific, Portland. Meh, you know. All of those teams beat BYU last year, by the way, that, I'm, yeah. that I mentioned those three. <laughs> but, How, it, yeah, it's not the same. I mean, it, there was a, it was 99 to 11. You just had 12 years plus whack years. It takes time to develop that. Yeah. You have to have moments, reasons to dislike, to uh, great games. BYU-Gonzaga is, is on the fast track to get there. It is. I think it is now. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it yeah, is, that, it's yeah, a full-blown rivalry. For sure. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. With today's Twitter question. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU versus SDSU last night? At JMan426, I think the Cougs fought hard. That was one heck of a physical game. They showed resiliency, and Kafusi played well. Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in, like Joshua Landon. Bronson is raw, but, man, his potential Corbin. is. Sorry. It happened. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Yep, 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 yep. Now, if it happens three times in the same show, now we're talking. Okay. There's my one. There's my designated one. Corbin Corbin is raw, but his potential, his upside. This this is like his senior year of of high school basketball. Yeah, he didn't play basketball his senior year. He wanted to focus on football. Sometimes I wonder if he thinks he's playing volleyball. (laughs) He's just going, the approach and everything. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. BYU Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Hawaii hoopla. The rivalry is alive and well. BYU loses to 15th-ranked San Diego State. 
92-87 in double overtime in the first round of the EA Sports Maui Invitational. BYU never led in regulation, but forced extra time. How did that happen? I felt like it was the opposite of the BYU-Oregon game last year. Oregon... Got a lead for the first time way late yeah, like 40 seconds in that left. game or something. Yeah, and BYU forces overtime. BYU gets into the initial, the first overtime. They're up five. They look like they're going to win, and they don't. San Diego State had plenty of chances to close out the Cougs in regulation. Yeah, huge shots from BYU. BYU. Has three. Whoa. Seemingly had the game one in the first overtime up uh, five. Aloha's. Saw that on a sign. That was yeah. great. That was really good. But the Aztecs outlast. BYU in a rekindled rivalry showdown. What did we learn about BYU basketball in the first big test of the season? Let's start with this. Losing stinks. It's the worst. Death is the worst. Losing is second. But I'm totally encouraged after what I saw last night. Now, I want to say something right now. A lot of BYU fans are pinning the loss on two plays that you can't control, so stop it! The, re- the refs not calling a travel on that three that tied the game when BYU was up five in the first overtime. And the second play is Haas, uh, the foul, no foul, at the very end of the first overtime. You cannot control the refs, so don't worry about it. Let me tell you two other plays that BYU could control that they didn't make that ended up losing them or forcing the second overtime. BYU's up five. Uh, San Diego State misses uh, a shot. Kyle Collinsworth has his hand on a ball. It goes off his hand. I believe it was O'Brien grabs it, puts it in. It's a three-point game. BYU goes down, misses a shot. They come back down. Corbin Kafusi blocks the three-pointer. Fantastic play. And then Chase Fisher comes down with the ball. It gets bumped out of his hand. Travel, three-pointer, tie game. BYU loses two defensive rebounds that if they secure, they at least milk clock, probably get at least a point or two out of those two possessions, and they win. Those are things you can control. Do not pin the loss on the refs. You said referees, and I tuned you out. <laughs> BYU, why worry about the refs? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Blue Goggles. Why worry about what the you can't worry about what I, can, you have so much stress in your life if okay, you worry about what you can't control. I'm going. I'm going to read a couple of tweets. Okay, this one from at BYU Brochacho. Tim Donaghy is back to refereeing and throwing games, but this time in Maui and Come in on. the NCAA. Come on. They were hey look with these on the referees were blatantly bad on some calls. Were those terrible calls? Ye- Absolutely. calls? Yes. But they didn't lose the game. Like BYU can't control those things. They can't. At Adam, you know, grab those rebounds. At Adam R. Frank. Traveling and fouling are legal if used to send a game to double overtime. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes. The referees missed they were horrible on some missed calls. Absolutely. But you know what? In a tight game, they're not going to call that foul. I need to take these off first. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to call that foul on Tyler Haas in a close game. They're just not going to do that. It doesn't happen in college. That happened, that's LeBron James gets that call. Okay, Kevin Durant gets that call. Not Tyler Haas in the NCAA. And you're right. This, listen to the Dave Rose quote. We got the block and didn't secure the ball. Got it taken from us, and the guy got it taken from us. Corbin Kafusi, Chase Fisher. That's what he's referencing. That play. The guy steps back. Hits the three and ties the game. Those are the things we can learn from. It's a lot more enjoyable. 
to learn from these kind of things when you actually win the game. Yeah. True statement. I, I'm not disappointed, though. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy principle. I went in going, I don't even know what this is. I watched the trailer. I, can't, I have no idea what the plot is. Or whatever. They, save the gal- they guard the galaxy. I went in and I go, that was a fantastic movie. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. But it was, I, didn't, I didn't expect BYU to win that game, per se. I thought, hey, being competitive, we'll see where BYU's at, whatever. I'm encouraged by BYU. Totally. I hate doing that in a loss. I really do. But it's early. BYU hung with the 15th-ranked team in the country. Should have won the game. Number two, Kyle Collinsworth is back. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 45. Kyle Collinsworth played 45 minutes against San Diego State. Can you believe that? 45? He had 21 points, 7 reps, 6 assists, 3 steals, 2 turnovers. He led BYU in rebounds, assists, and steals. Had 21, 5 short of uh, Tyler's... 26. Fantastic game. He played 45 minutes. Let's revisit those he, numbers. He 7 played, for 14 shooting. Yeah. He, okay, remember what I said that I was scared about BYU getting inability to get easy buckets without Kyle Collinsworth? Oh, he creates. He got to the rim. He creates. He's the guy that can penetrate the basketball and get to the rim. One of two guys dribble. in the entire NCAA to be in the top 100 in rebounds, steals, and assists. And the other year. guy was drafted by the Spurs, Kyle, Kyle Anderson. Anderson from UCLA. Yeah. How about that? Uh, okay, 45 minutes on that knee, I was worried. Because for the first half, they brought the ball up with Chase Fish quite a bit. I thought, did something? Did he tweak his knee or something? I think they were just rationing he his looks point guard ability. He, he look, he's got the killer He instinct. won't be today. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's a whole other issue. Don't lay an Playing egg against in, the silver swords of Shamanad. In four and a half hours. Number three, Tyler Hawes is still clutch. Oh, man. His confidence... Waxes strong from the three-point line. <laughs> he wants to take the big shot even more now than he did last year. And he's shooting threes. Remember, on this set, he told us one of the things: I want to be better on defense. I want to shoot. I want to shoot the three better. Nine for twenty-four overall. Five for nine from the three-point line. And man, down the stretch, good grief! I mean, some of the shots he—I was just like, Whoa. the grave difficulties. San Diego high. State played excellent defense on him and. There's nothing you can do when you he's hit those da- shots. He's dating a gymnast. She's probably teaching him about degree of difficulty <laughs> associated with that. Because he took, he took nine threes, and that ties the most threes he's attempted in a game. I want Tyler Haas to shoot the ball 20-plus times every single game this season. Please. Please. He eclipsed the 2,000-point mark last night. Yes. Fifth player in BYU history to do so. He's an elite company. Let's talk about who's in that company. Fredette, Ainge, Smith, Durant. Woo! Yep. Devin yep. Durant, by the way. Sorry, Elite Mark. company. Sorry, He's also 26 points closer to passing Jimmer. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 578 points away from becoming the all-time leading scorer in BYU folklore history. Career all-time for the Lakers. Yep. Let me give you this number. 27 regular season games left. He's got to go 21.4. That's he went what 26 at. against one of the best defenses in the country. We, I mean, it's early, so I don't know how good San Diego State's defense is, but it looks like, I mean, they're long, they're athletic. Like, I would imagine. It gave, gave Tyler problems at the beginning of the game. BYU made adjustments. They hit the glass harder in the second half. I think that put San Diego State on their heels a little bit in transition. They made some nice adjustments. Yeah. BYU played, was playing a better game, and somehow never took the lead. That was weird. That was weird. By the way, remember how San Diego State was a really bad offensive team going into the game, averaged like 48 points a game? How did I, w- I wonder about BYU's defense. They, they played well enough to get back in the game, 
Well, it's double overtime. Those people, they put up 92. Double overtime. No, but that team was averaging 48 coming into the I game. Know, How did BYU they get into the 70s up, in regulation? It was 67. Six, okay, six, 67, which I'm totally fine with. You're right. That's good against the 15th ranked Totally fine I, with. I retract everything I just said. <laughs> Redact. But their, six, but their 67 is equal to 80, right? Yes. Okay, number four, the last thing I want to talk about is Isaac Nielsen. Remember the name. He's so BYU, I love it. The redshirt freshman brings energy, <laughs> positivity off the bench. 12 points, 22 minutes. He ain't scared. He made, he made two three-pointers. He can, he's a 6'11 guy that can shoot it. I'm debating, I'm debating what's more like a, a little awkward Nielsen chest-bumping Austin uh, or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I love it because they're excited. It just doesn't look fluid, you know? It's early. It's early in the season. It is early, but you know what? I'm going on record. <laughs> Mark it down right now, everybody. You can hold this to me all season long. What? BYU will win 25 or more games in the regular season. 25 or more. Okay. Party train! <laughs> 25 or more. Mark it down. Please write this down. Record this date and this time. I'm standing by it the entire season. Well, I'm trying to think what their losable games are. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Oh. It's Twitter time. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU and San Diego State last night at Brian Nebaker? We have to make free throws. If I want to play church ball, I have to make a free throw. It should be second nature to them. Here's the thing. San Diego State missed more free throws than BYU did. Yeah. They yeah. hurt. They hurt. BYU should be a good free throw shooting again, team. They should be. Again, a thing you don't control is the other team's free throw shot. So you control your own. I recall you saying something like market down related to football and 10 wins or something. Yep. With a healthy Taysom Hill. Yeah, I, I just want to be fair. You also, and, said, no, with ten, the you also Hill, said 10 wins for no, I didn't say they were going you to do that. Too. I did not. You said BYU was going to win 10 games. No, going to win 10 games. No, I never you said that. You took the over on the 9.5. You took the Wait, over. Wait, are you talking about the beginning of the year? Yes. No. During, when BYU lost to Utah State and maybe after that, you said, hey, mark it down. They'll still win 10 games. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yes or no? Is that official? I don't, I don't remember doing that, but if I did it... I'm looking it up because I screenshot... Well, I just want to be accountable here. You, you say these things and then no <laughs> one's like, like... I'm telling you, write no this one like, down. There's this no question on this one. That didn't happen. There's I'm no question on this one. You're, you're writing this one down. So this one is on record. You're going to say 25. Okay. Yes. I'm not I'm saying say yeah, that. it's not going to happen or not. I'm just saying when it happens, we need to follow up and be accountable. I, I will. Am, if I, I said that, if I said that, I will absolutely stand by the fact that I was wrong if I said that. I'm going to find it. During, I'm finding it right now. Up next, NBA veteran and the head coach of the BYU women's basketball team joins us from Hawaii, jamming with Juddy next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, after further review, is on BYU TV at 8 Eastern time. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and Gary Scheide break Ooh. down BYU's win over Savannah State and get you ready for BYU and Cal, which I think is BYU's toughest matchup of the year given how elite BYU's uh, Cal's offense is. But unbelievable. Cal is unbelievably bad on defense. The worst pass defense in America <laughs> and the fifth worst scoring and total defense. They have negative yard margin and scoring margin. Granted, they play against, to me, the top-to-bottom best conference in America. They're the playing Oregon and Arizona yeah. and UCLA yeah. and USC. SEC's top-heavy yeah. for sure, but Pac-12, I mean, it, like Utah's a ranked team, and they're fifth in that division, right? Wow. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU and 15th-ranked San Diego State last night in the first round of the EA Sports Maui Invitational? Use the hashtag 
BYUSN at Snow Surface says no other team will score more points on San Diego State than BYU did this year. Secondly, San Diego State won't score 92 points again this year. Yeah. Both ten, probably true. Ten extra minutes. That's a lot of points in ten minutes. Joining us from the islands now is NBA Emeritus, former NBA star, and the guy we like to call friend of the program, Jeff Judkins, head women's basketball coach at BYU. It's time for jamming with Juddy. Jeff, how is the weather in Hawaii? Well, I'll tell you, it's a lot better than uh, South Dakota State. We were <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. The temperatures might be about 80 degrees better. So, but it's it's been uh, it hasn't been great weather. It's been a little rainy, and, but it's in the it's in the mid 70s. You know, so we're we're happy to be here. A lot better than being you know some some place in Buffalo or somewhere freezing cold. So, does this mean in the middle of the night, if you need a Milky Way, you'll go yourself this time? Yeah, this means that I will go, but the problem is we're so far away from any grocery store, it's probably not worth doing it. So we're kind of out in no man's land out in Turtle Bay. So Life sounds hard it, right it, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going, to, we're going to practice right now at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's, that's kind of <laughs> unusual, isn't it? <laughs> we feel so bad for you that you're in Hawaii. Nope, 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 we don't. Uh, you did get your first win against Nevada last Saturday night. Uh, hard-fought win. Lexi Eaton showed up in a major way, 29 points. How relieving was it to get that first win out of the way before you had to make the trip out to Hawaii? Well, I think it's. I think sometimes the first win of the season can be one of the hardest because, you know, you, you, you play well and some team beats you because they outplay you. And so it was nice for us to get the win. I think Lexi played really well and got her confidence back in her shot. She, that's, that's the way she's been playing in practice is being able to shoot like that and to go what three for 19 the first two games is not like her so it was nice to see her get out of it and it was good to see that we had a little bit better balanced scoring than we've had in the other two games so that's a good positive thing for this team a little more pep in the step after a win versus the first two games there morale high on the team right now yeah it's you don't know you know winning solves a lot of problems and makes things a lot better yeah, it was nice for us to to get that and come over here. And you know, we got a big week with some three games and this week, and we we're playing two really good teams that that we need to take care of. You know, Oregon State will probably be the best team that we have played so far this year. So um, we're kind of excited about it. We're hoping this can can uh, get this team a lot better and and improve in some areas that we need to. I know it's tough to answer this through just three games into the regular season, but what's been the biggest challenge with this team thus far, Coach? I'd say consistency with with, with players. You know, I, I think uh, you know, I think Morgan's been probably the most consistent player we've had so far with her defense and her inside presence, and um, a lot of players on the team have have uh, have shown that they can they can do a lot of good things, but we've got to do it consistently every single possession in every game. Um, you know, I, I I thought our defense has, has been kind of a surprise. I think our defense has been a lot better than I thought it would be, with especially guarding the perimeter. Uh, McKenzie and Cassie did a really good job on their leading score last against Nevada. And, you know, I thought they locked into her and really forced a lot of things. Um, you know, so I, I think this team has got – got some really, you know, some good upside to it. We can continue to improve every day. 
You're playing in the Tom Weston Invitational against Butler, BYU, Hawaii, and Oregon State. Uh, that starts tomorrow. I really want to know who Tom Weston is. That's my real question. Tom Weston is a, a BYU supporter. He's they, they've supported football, basketball, all, all sports, and one of our close friends, Jim Evans, works worked for his company. Jim is probably our biggest supporter. Uh, you know, and so when we did this tournament, he passed away about a year and a half ago, and so we felt like that this tournament we want to do for the next three or four years, we'd like to have it named after him and remember his great great love and support that he's given our our, our teams at BYU. So, is this a tournament that you've kind of uh, met up with BYU Hawaii to do the next couple of years? Yeah, we you know part of it is we wanted to go to Hawaii, and so. Um, that's a great selling tool, recruiting wise. But right now we have three girls from Honolulu that we've recruited, and so we want to get them home because it's a long ways, and a lot of their families can't, you know, can't come to every game, and it's very costly. So we want to come and, and make a tournament. And, and so when you come out here, it's nice to spend at least a week and play some games. And so that's kind of how we we started. We we got away from it one year because it. The cost, and that's where Tom's come in and helped us with his foundation. They came in and, and sponsored this tournament, and uh, to help us bring some good teams in to the tournament, and also for us to be able to do this for the next next few years. Nice, Jeff Judkins in his 14th season as the head coach of BYU women's basketball, 255 wins to his credit. Took his team to the Sweet 16 last year. We have him on the show every week. We call it Jamming with Juddy. That's unofficial. That, oh, I was going to say, it's is unofficial, that the official name? But, but are you okay with Jamming with Juddy, Coach? Jeff Judkins? We may have lost. We Judd. may have lost. Or, or he just hates it so much he's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here, here's the thing that I want to talk about. When you make that trip out to the islands, like it, it has to be at least a little bit hard not to be distracted by everything that's going on around you. Okay. Well, you, you have to take a day where it's like, let's just play. Exactly. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go shoot around, whatever. Let's just play. The point, the point of going there is mostly basketball, right? Yeah, it's a recruiting tool. You get to see families. You get to play. You mentioned the three players from Honolulu. Yeah, there, the yeah. families can uh, get yeah. to. Robin's Hardy is one of those. I know. Yeah, Kylie um, Maeda. Maeda, that's right. Okay, so Butler, BYU, Hawaii, Oregon State. You know, there are a couple good games in there. You get to play BYU, Hawaii. That's fun. Uh, if BYU-Idaho had a team, maybe they'd be there as well. They play Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. They're taking Friday off, but they're playing on Thanksgiving. So they, yeah, they, they spend Thanksgiving on the islands, which I believe is in contrast to the men's team, which will come back after I don't, the, I don't know their schedule. Okay, they, they play tomorrow, you, but do the, depending do on how late home? they play. Yeah, because they said last night on the ESPN broadcast, some teams will stay an extra day and spend mm-hmm. Thanksgiving in Hawaii. So I, I wonder what the, what the game I wonder, plan is there. I wonder, too, because BYU does play Saturday against Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, you, you don't have much time. you got to travel back and, and have a home game. Uh, we are pleased to announce that Coach Judkins is back on with us. Coach, I don't know if you heard my last question, but uh, we, we have unofficially dubbed this segment with you every week, Jamming with Juddy. Do you approve? Oh, I approve. That's great. Yeah, we, we like to try to get our, our information out to all, all our fans and hopefully get it many people involved in our team as we can, so this is great. The only and I, and I, I do like it, Jim, and that's good. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. I like to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we are going to have to like have drums and a guitar and a saxophone one week to really make it jamming, but whatever. Uh, question, okay. why, why are you guys off Friday, but you play Thanksgiving? 
Well, what happened was um, the the two teams that we were playing, they wanted to did not play Friday, and um, you know Oregon State and Butler, they they both wanted to play on Thanksgiving, and they have Friday off to prepare for the next game. So that's why we did it. Um, you know, to, you know sometimes it might it, for us it might be better because. It gives us a day to prepare, and also, um, you know, we're going to play at 1 o'clock on Thanksgiving, and we would have practiced anyway probably, so um, it'll just give us a little bit more time to prepare for the game. How do you balance a holiday with basketball and and keep your team focused and being on the islands with so many distractions and there's so much fun stuff going on around? How do you you keep your team focused on uh, winning basketball games? Spencer, it's like anything, it's habits. And uh, things that I've done over the years that I coached is I let parents and I let people come and get involved with our team and we travel. And so it's not like it's a wholly different thing. Like, like when our administration comes, they support us at home. They support us all the time. And so it's not a big distraction when they come to our games. Um, and what I try to teach my, my team is that, you know, you can enjoy life and enjoy what you're doing. And then when times come, you need to focus and buckle down and, and do what you need to do. So this gives us a great opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been blessed. I've been lucky that our team has come out and played well all the time. I've never really had to worry about it. But they're smart about their time, too. And that's the other thing is, you know, they're, they're smart about what, what they do and how, how they focus. And, and uh, it's good to have veterans that have been through it. You know, Morgan and Ash and Joe John, they're great leaders. That way, they've, they've been at big games, and so that's kind of what's happened. So, um, hopefully, this will you know continue to work. If it doesn't, then I'll get like Jarrett and be probably worried about it and hold everything up. But right now, that's not the way I am. Coach Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation, jamming with Juddy never disappoints. Good luck in the tournament in Hawaii, Coach. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. We'll be watching. Thank you, Spencer, and wish you guys were here. You know, go to the beach today, maybe. I'm on my way, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. All right. Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. What is your biggest takeaway from BYU and San Diego State on the islands from last night? The men's team and the EA Sports Maui Invitational used the hashtag BYUSN to respond. We should mention this. Skylar Halford was available last night, but does have a sore hip. Remember, he got a hip pointer against Southern Virginia. Yeah, there was a rotation of about, about eight players that saw you the majority of, of the minutes. They rose revealed who he trusts the most, and, and with those matchups, I thought that was interesting. Somebody wonder, Some wondered if why Halford didn't play. He, he's got the sore hip, so I would imagine yep. he's going to play at some point and a lot. This is Craig Bills, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Resetting today's trending topics. Well, BYU SDSU put on a show last night in Hawaii. You had to say show, didn't you? Oh, well, yeah. Come on, maybe, man. Maybe that was poorly played. <laughs> BYU rocked it last night in a five-point <laughs> loss to San wait, Diego wait a minute. State. <laughs> the five things we learned about that game, you can download the podcast and listen to all of it 
on BYUSportsNation.com. Joining the show now is senior safety Craig Bills of BYU Football. The Cougars headed for a showdown in Berkeley, California on Saturday. Craig, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure to have one of 26 seniors that played their final home game on Saturday in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. How was that emotionally for you, Craig? I mean, it was... It was it was it was hard coming out, um, especially coming out of the locker room. You know when they they kind of called us out and everything. I just remember the, last, the first time I played in that stadium versus Florida State my freshman year, and I mean just a lot of uh, great memories there. And um, it was bittersweet um, just leaving that stadium. We obviously left on a, a high note, but um, it's sad, man. But uh, have a lot of good memories there. That's quite the juxtaposition. You open your career with Florida State and you ended at home with Savannah State. What was that, what was that game like where you're trying to get up and enjoy the moment, uh, but the competition's not the greatest, so it's kind of a different deal? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to, to get up for that game. I mean, it was my last one in, in LES, and I mean, it was an opportunity to play football, and I love football, so, and I love BYU, and so the, the two together, obviously, it's, it's not hard to get up for that. Do you have a favorite moment from your time playing in front of the home fans in Provo? Oh man, uh, there are a lot of a lot of moments. I mean, my freshman year when we played Utah, um, the famous Andrew George um, in overtime that was that was fun. Um, Utah State, my sophomore year was fun. Um, 2012, just being a part of that defense and, and contributing, holding um, Utah State to three points that was that was a fun one. Off the top of my head, those are the two that I can think of. Craig, how are you feeling with uh, the concussion you've had this season? Um, I mean, it's it's been hard. It's it's been hard. I didn't expect it to happen, obviously, but um, just got to try to to stay positive and and not look in the past and dwell on what I mean, what could have been um, for my senior year and everything. And I still have an opportunity to go out with these these last two games and make plays and and finish the way that I I started my career. Can you play the way you want to play with uh, the concussion history you have? When I'm 100 percent, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, I I need to be I need to make sure that I'm 100 percent mentally and 100 percent physically, so I can go out in there and uh, be physical and throw my body around like I like to. But um, if I'm not, if I'm if I'm hesitant, obviously, then then I'm not going to play and I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to do what I do best. Do you feel 100 percent in both of those categories right now, Craig? Yeah, as of today, as of today, I do. Cal is a uh, notable matchup in that they they are an elite passing offense, which should be a, a fun matchup. What do you think of the challenge for that uh, for the secondary against Cal? I mean, it's a it's a big challenge. Like you said, they throw a lot. Um, they have a lot of a lot of good athletes, uh, guys that can make plays, and it's fun for us because I mean we've <clears throat> we've played a lot of teams this year that can throw, and uh, I mean at times we haven't been been the best. However, we have good players who who work hard and. And it's an opportunity for us for us to go out there and and prove who we are and uh, make plays and and do what we like to do. At seven and four, you already know your bowl game destination, the Miami Beach Bowl. You'll play a good team out of the American Athletic Conference. So, what do you have to prove against Cal? I mean, it's an opportunity for us to to go out there and and reach our potential. I think. I mean, they're a, they're a good team. I think that obviously their record, um, I don't think their record shows what, what type of team they are. They play great competition out there. And uh, I mean, I think it's an opportunity for us to, to go out and, and showcase our skills against a, a good athletic team. And it would be big for us going into um, bowl preparation if we um, come out on top this week. And so we have a ton to play for. 
Is a shootout a fair expectation given the nature of the offenses and defenses on these teams so far this season? Um, I don't know. I'll let you guys decide that. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm you, I say, heck no, man, we're going for a shutout, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Craig Bills with us on BYU Sports Nation Senior Safety. BYU against Cal on the Pac-12 Networks, 4.30 Eastern, 2.30 Mountain on Saturday. Craig, when BYU and California uh, become a game where the Bears need to win it to get bowl eligible, does that give you any added motivation to go out there and say, hey, you know, like, we knew they were going to be full throttle, but we still beat them? I mean, I don't know. I think... Definitely, we just have to expect that they're going to come out and play hard. Um, I don't think that really plays in too much in our mindset. We just need to go out there and worry about ourselves, worry about how hard we're playing and, and, and making plays and doing what we need to do. Cal's a different kind of opponent than uh, the last three games. So what do you take from the last three games that you think you can put into this game against superior competition? I mean, we've, we've, we've played the past few teams, they've, I mean, they've, they've thrown, and, and we've put in some different things that, to defend the deep ball and, and things that we've been working on. And so, I mean, that's what we can take in, in the things that we've learned the past few games and specifically coverage and, and defenses that we've put in um, and just build off of those things. Um, we're going to put in some – we've put in some things already that, that are going to help us and that are going to be good for us. So um, we just got to, I mean, look back at the, the positive things we've done these past three games and, and be sure to implement them in this game. When you look at pass defense, there's multiple things that can happen. It's not just the secondary, but what are some of the keys to great pass defense? I mean, you've got to have a good rush. Um, a team like Cal, they do a lot of – I mean, they're getting the ball off quick. I think, in, I think they've only given up 20 sacks this year, and <clears throat> for how much they pass, that's, that's pretty impressive. And so um, the guys that are rushing to just, just be alert, get their hands up, um, peel on backs when, when we have an op- – when, I mean, when they're, when they're bringing a fifth guy out to – to throw to, and so, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Um, we need to stay in coverage um, when the quarterback breaks the pocket, and, I mean, there's a lot of different things. I know a lot of times it's, it's put on the, the secondary, but, I mean, it's, it's just like you said, it's, it's the whole defense. We need a good pass rush. We need guys to get their hands up, and we need a plaster. Craig, you're a married guy. This is a holiday week. How do you manage family time and uh, time as a father and, and the holidays amidst getting ready for a big-time football game against a Pac-12 opponent? I think it's it's pretty easy. I mean, just when I'm with my family, just be with my family, and then when I'm when I'm here at football, and when I have free time at home, to to just be be focused on the game and what I can do to to be prepared. And so, I, I mean, honestly, I don't I don't think it's that hard. But it's yeah, I mean, it's it's a good opportunity to I mean, be with family and enjoy the the time of the year because I mean, Thanksgiving and football. I think I mean, there's nothing better, right? So it's it's a it's fun. But you don't play in a turkey bowl, right? No, no, never have, never will. Never have? Huh? You never Even will? Even when you were little? No, never did. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. That's just for the non-football players, maybe? <laughs> yeah, for the, yeah. His turkey bowl is in a real, actual Division One football game on Saturday. Craig Bills with us on BYU Sports Nation. So uh, your brother-in-law, David Nixon, is in Texas enjoying Thanksgiving, uh, as is, I believe, Taysom Hill. Are you feeling left out that you're not in San Antonio celebrating with the family? <laughs> College Station. But, College uh, Station, that's right. I'm not. I think my wife is, but it's all right. I mean, we'll, we'll enjoy it up here. What are the plans for the team? I, I know, like, you're from Provo. You could go home. Does the team have Thanksgiving together? Um, we take care of everyone. We just make sure. I mean, we've been asking all week um, what guys' plans are so no one's left out. So um, everyone has an idea where they're going to go, and 
I mean, if guys don't have places, then, then I mean, everyone's home's open so that guys can go. Coaches and players' homes you're talking about? Yeah. Gotcha. Craig, we wish you the best of luck on Saturday against Cal Berkeley. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, family, food, and football, of course. And, if you uh, need a turkey ball to play in, just let me know. You know. All right, yeah. We'll get something organized for you in the future <laughs> cool. if you ever change your mind. <laughs> All right, thanks, Craig. Okay, thank you. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU and San Diego State basketball last night? He's never night? played in a turkey Use ball. Use the hashtag BYU. How in the world does that happen? Yes. Also, uh, yeah, tur- turkey bowl. We need to do turkey bowl memories at some point. That that needs to happen. I love them. Dude, I owned a bunch of 12-year-olds last year. Just, like, destroyed them. It was fantastic. <laughs> we'll ask Blaine Fowler what his best <laughs> turkey bowl moment was. Coming up next, the dual threat analyst also weighing in on BYU basketball, why he's encouraged about the Cougars after what he saw. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We are broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, and you can watch it on BYU TV. Tonight, after further reviews on BYU TV at 8 Eastern Time, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, Gary Scheide. We'll find out how many of those guys have played in Turkey Bowl. It's tonight at 8 Eastern Time. Craig Bales hasn't played in Turkey Bowl. David Nixon in College Station. I bet David Nixon's playing in a Turkey Bowl in College Station. With ta- well, Taysom, nope, no, no, nope. uh, <laughs> Taysom's going to be the why, coach. Why has a bowl game not renamed their bowl game to just something like some? It's not Thanksgiving, but like Wait, there's turkey. The, there's the sponsored Foster, by turkey. There's the Foster Farms Bowl. Why isn't that the Turkey Bowl, man? Oh, that's, <laughs> the the branding's there. It's the Turkey Bowl. Oh my goodness. What was your biggest takeaway from BYU and San Diego State basketball last night? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Thomas C530 says, Kyle is back. We agree wholeheartedly. Definitely the biggest Randall. highlight of the night. Kyle Collinsworth played 45 minutes, 7 of 14 shooting, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 Col- steals. Collingsworth didn't make an appearance last oh, night. My goodness. That was impressive. Sean McDonough is good. I like him as playbook. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, Blaine Fowler. Blaine, first and foremost, have you ever played in a turkey bowl? And if you haven't, why not? I, I never have played in a turkey what? bowl. What? What is happening? I know. That's crazy. I, I, I never have had a chance to play in one. Why? Because you're playing meaningful football? Because you're winning a national title? Well, you've got to think about it. So when, when you're in football from the time you're just a little guy, you, I mean, literally, you're playing. Like, I started playing when I was seven. And back in New York, Little League goes until November. You're not allowed to play sandlot football when you're playing real football. So I never was allowed to do it. My coaches, my dad wouldn't let me play. And then when I retired, like I've been broadcasting games ever since I retired in 86. And so I've had a game or two Thanksgiving week every year for the last 27 years. So I don't, I don't know. I've never had a chance to play. I didn't even think about that. And now I'm so old, I'd have to be all-time quarterback, <laughs> two-hand touch, not allowed to rush me. Because I could no. still throw it around, but but if I had to run, both of my hamstrings would like blow right off the oh, back of my stop. Leg. You're bionic Blaine, remember? Hold, now, hold on. You're I've... in the bicep battle. Now, wait a minute. How serious do you take a turkey bowl? It, it's, a, it's just for fun. Like, they're the dudes that play tackle, whatever. You got flags. I don't know. I, I really question this. Like, you don't just go out with the dudes in your ward or whatever and just, like, play around. I, when you're older, I know. But when you're younger, you're in New York. There's not many members. I get it. You know, and here's, here's the other thing. So, like, I did play a little bit of church basketball after I was done playing for real football. And and I 
And I played for a number of years with some really good guys that lived in our stake. But then one day I hurt my Achilles, um, actually my soleus muscle, which is attached to my Achilles. And I went to the doctor, and he said, and you know who I went to? I went to John Edwards, Lavelle's son. He's an huh. orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And, John said, and John's been a friend. He ran track at BYU when I was down there playing football. Great guy. And he, go, he, he tested it all out, and he says, hey, the good news is, is you didn't blow out your Achilles. He goes, but I, I want you to do something. I want you to take your license out for me. I said, okay. I don't know. I didn't know where this was going. So I take my license out. He goes, what's, what's the birth date? And I said, 1963. And he goes, okay, I want you to subtract that from the current year. And I go, yeah. And he goes, how many years is that? And this is, this is only when I was like 42. And I go, 42? He goes, oh, yeah, that number's above 35. You're supposed to stop playing church basketball. Are you crazy? I was like, well, okay, then. good option. Good option, good object lesson. I learned my lesson. I will not play church. So at 42, I retired from church basketball. I don't have time to get a blowout. <laughs> I'm 31. I'm not retiring in four years from church basketball. What? You better. You might yeah. feel differently when you're As 35, Jeremy. elite Jerem. turkey bowl athlete. Oh my goodness. I- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no one breaks down turkey bowls yeah. like BYU sports. Now to the less important things, Blaine. And uh, on after further review tonight, BYU and Cal will be discussed at length as you look back at some plays across the season and the Cougars get ready for the Bears. So I want to focus on BYU basketball right now. What was your sure. biggest takeaway from the Cougars and Aztecs last night in that double overtime thriller in Maui? Well, I have to say that the game was not what I expected. Um, I thought that San Diego State was good enough defensively to play the game at their pace, to slow BYU down, to cause them problems, and that San Diego State is very comfortable in the 50s and 60s in terms of scoring. So one, one of the best boring. positive takeaways for – Yeah, I know, it is boring, but the positive takeaway is is that even though BYU had a horrific start to that game, once they settled in, they dictated the pace of the game. That yes. game was played, and even though they never led in regulation – the game was played at their pace, the pace they were comfortable. So they imposed their will on San Diego State, who's a really good defensive team. And they got that score up where if you would ask me before the game, hey, if this game's in the 80s or 90s, then I would say, hey, BYU's going to win that thing easy. Yes. And, and, and think about it. In overtime, all they have to do is be able to safely inbound the ball and get into the front court when they've got a five-point lead, and they win that game. And, and for some reason, they weren't prepared to do that. Um, and that's all they really had to do. And people can say, oh, the guy, he traveled with his step back three, and he fouled Tyler Haas. Well, the bottom line is all you got to do is inbound the ball, for Pete's sakes, and get it up the court against pressure, and you win the game. You don't have to rely on the official making a traveling call, and you don't have to rely on him making a call on Tyler Haas. And so, so to me, they played close. They got, you know, against a team that's very, very good defensively. And you want to know what? San Diego State shot way better than they have up to this point in the year. And I think Dave Rose's plan was a perfect plan. You have to dare San Diego State to make threes and jump shots because they're typically not going to do it. Now, last night, they did. They made nine threes. Yeah, that was an aberration, guys. That was an aberration. The game plan was sound. And and BYU stayed in the game, and they played at their pace. And and I, I saw some really, really positive things, especially with Kyle Collinsworth back for his first real action against a real physical tough team, and I thought he was phenomenal. So I think this guy's the limit for this team. I think they're going to get better as they understand their roles. Uh, I'd like to see a little more low post scoring to be able to go inside out a little bit more. Where, where is that going to come from? I, you know, I think that Kafusi can develop into that as time goes on. He's like a raw, crazy man right now. 
but I think that that's going to get better as time goes on, and he may be able to come off the bench with that second group and provide them with some post-scoring because um, they need that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, and that's not this year, though, right? It's going to take a while. Well, I think by midseason he may be able to give. And I don't, really? I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about a 16 point per game scorer in just there. A jump hook or two, right? Just a guy that can where you can throw it in the post, and he's a threat to take a drop step and go to the rack. Um, and, and I think he can develop that. A guy that can score eight in the post would would be good because because Nate Austin's not a back to the basket kind of a guy. Um, Worthington. He's better than he was last year, but I think the guy that can match up with really skilled big guys from a physical standpoint is probably Corbin Kafusi. So if he can develop, especially with a second group when he comes in and plays against the other team's number two center, if we can get him scoring eight to ten a game on in the offense itself, oh, that'd be then huge. That's going to open up things for for uh, Fisher and for Tyler and for those guys that are roaming the outside, and we're not going to rely on. Uh, Collinsworth to have to create everything by penetrating into the paint and kicking it. We'll get some stuff by throwing it in the paint and kicking it back out. That's the only thing missing right now. And so I, I'm telling you, I am very bullish on this on this basketball team. I I think that the that this team can develop into a really good team after what I saw last night. Blaine, there were seven guys that played the majority of the minutes last night. Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Nate Austin, Anson Winder, Isaac Nilsson, and Corbin Kafusi. As BYU moves forward, do you anticipate that Dave will rely more on those seven, maybe eight guys with a Skylar Halford or, or Dalton Nixon that comes in and uh, that the bench will get a lot shorter? I think that, well, I think the bench will extend one guy at least because Halford, when he's healthy, is going to get is going to get significant minutes. We've we've seen that he can come in and be an energy defender on the perimeter, and then he can score some points and and, and push the ball in transition. So, so I think it'll extend to that. I do think that there's going to be times when Nixon will, based on matchups, will get more playing time. Um, I do think we'll see Toulson play some, but I think what we saw last night is not that far off, with the exception of Halford playing significant minutes as they move forward, um, and then. He's got other guys on the bench that, based on matchups, if you get a team that you're struggling to rebound against, well, all of a sudden Sharp plays more minutes. You know, um, so so the, he has the ability. Dave has the ability to mix and and match his lineups to to give him some mismatches for the other team. So depending on who they play, um, they they can do some different things. But I think what you saw last night with the addition of Halford and and maybe Nixon playing a few more minutes is probably what you'll see for the most part moving forward. Well, Blaine, thanks for the time. I know we talk hoops, but tonight, 8 Eastern, you check out Blaine and the boys on After Further Review on BYU TV. Blaine, enjoy Thanksgiving. You guys should have a good turkey bowl. I will not be participating. (laughs) (laughs) Blaine Fowler, always delivering. Thanks, Blaine. See ya. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we get you caught up with the best of the rest, the Cougar Whip Around, a little men's basketball recap some NBA hoops, and BYU women's volleyball still ranked in the top 15 in the country. They've already won the West Coast Conference. They got one more tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. About to wrap up a Tuesday show. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
men's basketball. BYU lost by five in double overtime to San Diego State in the Maui Invitational. Tyler Haas scored 26 points. He's the fifth player in BYU history now with at least 2,000 career points. Today, BYU plays Chaminade at 4.30 Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. You kind of have to say it that way. Cougars in the association. Chaminade. (laughs) Brandon Davies started against the Trailblazers for the Philadelphia 76ers last night. He scored two points. Grabbed five re- five rebounds in 14 minutes Rebound as a starter. Yeah, Jimmer Fredette and the Pelicans host the Sacramento Kings tonight. Women's volleyball. The Cougars stayed at number 12 in the latest ABCA poll. BYU finishes the regular season tonight at LMU 10 Eastern. Watch it on the W TV. The W. Na 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 na. Shenamanad. Na 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 na. Oh, the Silver Ooh. Swords. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. You need it most. DexterLaw.com. It's easy. Tyler Haas joining an elite club in the 2,000-point club. Let's see. Let's name them again. Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette. Tyler Haas, Michael Smith, Devin Durant, and Danny Danny Ainge. That's that's quite a good man. That's pretty good. Well done, Tyler Haas. We love you for more than 2,000 reasons. By the way, I just saw this on Twitter. Jurassic World. Coming out next year with Chris Pratt. There is a trailer out now. I'm about to watch this. I can't wait. You need to have a blog, dude. You need, you need to start a blog that just focuses on trailers. I would do that, but I don't want to. I'll just read what <laughs> other people say. No. Or not. Or just watch the trailers. You Ain't be, nobody got time for that. You have time for it. You have to, If you have time to watch nine hours of The Hobbit extras, you have time to write a blog that about is, movie trailers. That is so true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would how would Marshawn Lynch answer that? Yeah. 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 What was your biggest takeaway from BYU San Diego State? Continue to send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Jeff Judkins, Blaine Fowler, Craig Bills, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For the movie critic, Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Matt Montague, who never shot the ball ever. UAE Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.